welcome to the Success in Medicine podcast. I'm Dr. Rajani Kata, and I'm here with my partner, Dr. Samir Desai. And on today's episode, we wanted to speak about advice for the dermatology applicant. So, Samir, I'll start with uh, one first question. What would you recommend uh, for students who have an early interest in dermatology? What do you recommend they do to explore the field and possibly build credentials for success later? A great thing to do is to join your school's dermatology interest group. Fortunately, uh, such groups exist at most medical schools. And by the way, if it doesn't exist at your school, uh, there are opportunities to establish your own interest group, and dermatology residency programs would find that uh, very, very impressive, that initiative and drive that goes into doing something like that. And what happens if you join a dermatology interest group? How can that be helpful? Well, established dermatology interest groups uh, have programs in place in many different areas. So, for example, some interest groups will have shadowing programs. And so if you are a preclinical student and you have an interest in dermatology, that's something that you can join and you can go shadow different faculty members at your institution. And I'm going to add also that one of the great benefits of joining an interest group is the opportunity to uh, maybe hear about research opportunities or to identify mentors. Um, and, you know, when you talk about mentorship, that's something that's very important in dermatology, that uh, that opportunity to build a relationship with a faculty member who might be able to later write you a letter of recommendation and, um, and especially to find uh, opportunities to participate in research. Um, why don't I have you speak about research? Um, why don't you tell me a little bit about what students should consider about locating and participating in research projects? Well, the first thing I would say is that dermatology residency programs place a high value on research. They want to see that students get involved in research, and ideally, as a student, you not only want to get involved, but you want to have something tangible from the work uh, that you've done, so publication or presentation. And so in terms of advice that I would give a preclinical student who's interested in dermatology is to think about that first summer, that summer between your first year and your second year of medical school, and think about uh, whether or not you'd like to perform dermatology research then. Um, and I, I'd, I'd like to get your take on mentorship. Why is it so important, uh, in your opinion, to have a mentor? Well, because the process is so competitive getting into dermatology that you need the guidance of a mentor. And somebody who is seasoned, who's seen so many things in the past, who's worked with your predecessors, and has been successful in getting people into residency because there are so many pitfalls in the process. And the mentor that you choose, if you're able to work with that person over time, they can assess your strengths, they can identify weaknesses, and you can take actions to turn some of those weaknesses into strengths so that by the time you're ready to apply, you will be a much more competitive applicant and that mentor is that objective type of person that you need to assess your candidacy at different points in your medical education. And I'm going to add um, another facet of mentorship. You know, we often think about mentors as providing advice and guidance, but there's a concept in the business literature called sponsorship where you can have uh, faculty members or in the business world, somebody who uh, you work with, supervisors, let's say, who take an active interest in advancing your career. So some mentors can, uh, you know, provide you with these opportunities or perhaps introduce you 
to key decision makers at other programs. Mentors who act as sponsors uh, or advocates is another word I would use. They can advocate on your behalf during the residency selection process. And some of that is by writing a really strong letter of recommendation. And some of that is actually, uh, you know, if people call from a residency program where you've interviewed, if you have a an, a mentor who's really an advocate for you, um, sometimes they'll take those phone calls and they'll really be able to provide some strong uh, support to your application. So I think that's another aspect of mentorship that's so important. Um, and there are a number of mentors who act as advocates. I think Let that's me. a great point. I think that's a great point, Rajani. And I can think of mentors in so many different fields who do that for their students. Um, in dermatology, of course, they are there in that specialty. I think I think of one person in particular who makes it a point to take uh, some of his students to dermatology conferences and rather than, you know, part ways at the conference, he pretty much has his mentees uh, go with him to uh, different parts of the conference, and in doing so, he introduces them to so many people in so many different departments. So it's a great job on his part in terms of networking and helping his mentees develop connections that can really lead them to professional success. Uh, true. Let me ask you about clerkship grades um, for your students who are now entering their clinical rotations. How important are clerkship grades? Clerkship grades are very, very important. So you're talking about an applicant pool that is very, very accomplished. And many of these applicants who are vying for these dermatology positions uh, have a record of excellence, not just in preclinical sciences, but also in the clinical years. And so when you look at clerkship grades, um, some of these uh, people are uh, honoring many of their clerkships. And when you take a look at the residency selection criteria, you'll see that dermatology programs really value clerkship performance. And so in particular, there are certain clerkships that you want to do everything you can to really make you know, a great impression, and that would be in particular your medicine uh, and your surgery uh, clerkships. And I think that brings us to the next issue that we need to discuss, which is the dermatology rotation. So obviously, it's really important to do well in your dermatology rotation. And I think um, I'd like to get your thoughts and offer my thoughts about sort of what separates the top performers from average performers. And I'm going to give the example of one of my former medical students who is now a practicing dermatologist, and I'll call him John. Um, John was somebody who really stood out on the rotation in my mind because he had really prepared in advance. So I, um, John was rotating with another student at the same time, and as I was performing a full body skin exam on a patient, and the two of them were in the room with me, I remember asking some very basic questions about malignant melanoma. And, um, and one of the questions I asked was, where's the most common location for melanoma in a Caucasian man? And, uh, you know, and this question was offered to the other medical student first, and he, um, he sort of gave this answer where, well, maybe the face? You know, clearly he didn't know. John, on the other hand, answered very confidently, the back. And, um, and I thought that was really a strong sign. This was the first week of the rotation. This was a strong sign that he had at least done some minimal preparation prior to his dermatology rotation. And one of the hints that I give is when you're rotating with anybody, the first day of the rotation in an outpatient clinic especially, you should be really looking at the handouts that your faculty attending passes out to their patients. I really recommend that students get a copy of each of the handouts and 
go ahead and read them that very night. Because if it's something that the attending expects that their patients should be educated upon, it's obviously something that you as a medical student should know. So that one fact about melanoma is very prominent on my skin cancer handout. So John had obviously done a little bit of preparation, and that was just one example of how he excelled on the rotation. So Samir, do you have any other suggestions for um, ways that students can distinguish themselves on the dermatology rotation? Well, you know, I, I think the example that you gave with John is, is excellent. And clearly John had taken some time in advance of his rotation to do some prep work. And so uh, what, what I wanted to ask you, Rajani, is it, let's say that we have a student who is going to be doing a general dermatology elective, not, not a subspecialty elective, but let's say a general dermatology elective. And let's say they're a week or two out from starting this rotation. What would you say are the high-yield topics beyond melanoma that they should sort of be tackling and becoming familiar with? Well, I think for any field, you should really look at um, some of the data about what are the top ten diagnoses that are seen in an outpatient clinic of that field. So I think if you looked at a dermatology clinic, the sort of things that you might expect to see in an outpatient dermatology clinic, you really need to become familiar with the basics of those. So it certainly includes things like atopic dermatitis and psoriasis, as well as uh, other inflammatory conditions such as acne. Um, it definitely includes skin cancer, and that includes basal cell and squamous cell and melanoma skin cancer. And then you're also going to want to be aware of um, some common skin infections, uh, fungal infections, bacterial infections. And all of these are very common diagnoses that you'll see in an outpatient dermatology clinic. So it's definitely worthwhile to read about those. And I know there's lots of different, um, there's lots of different resources that you can use to, um, to become more of an expert in those areas. But really, you can start with just about any resource to read the basics about these particular diagnoses. Well, that sounds great. I mean, that right there would be a great way for students to prep for the uh, dermatology rotation. Uh, and, uh, you know, let's um, just talking further about rotations. One of the things that, um, that we discuss in our book, The Successful Match, is the importance of audition electives. And audition electives are basically an elective in a field where you are, in essence, on a one-month audition for a position in that residency program. So this is your one month to show off your clinical skills and your interpersonal skills and your intellectual curiosity as well as your knowledge. And the audition elective, you know, probably the most important audition elective you're going to do is the one at your own home program. But certainly away electives are also considered audition electives. So in dermatology, how important do you think are away rotations? So, yeah, we have a lot of research in this area, and the research has consistently shown over many, many years that dermatology audition or away electives are incredibly important in the residency selection process. I remember one study which basically showed that almost half of the residents selected in some of these programs were rotators at those institutions. So that's a pretty uh, compelling evidence and uh, all the reason to, you know, do these away electives and to, you know, put your best foot forward when you're there. 
And how should you choose the programs where you're planning to rotate? I think there are a lot of uh, factors involved there. The first thing I would say is you should have an accurate understanding of the competitiveness of your application. And the great news is, you know, we have a lot of data right now to guide us with that, but uh, it doesn't replace having an informed advisor in your life. And that's what you really, really need is someone to take a look at your credentials, at your background, all of your involvement, and tell you, you know, how competitive are you, and to help guide you to programs where you would be more attractive. Because there is danger in selecting certain uh, dermatology away electives because just because you rotate there doesn't guarantee that you're going to have an interview. Yeah, and the general rule of thumb is you don't want to rotate at a program where your record would not be strong enough to get you an interview because that's considered sort of a waste of your audition elective. Um, tell me about geographical considerations. What do you think about those? So geographical considerations are also very, very important. Dermatology programs are being increasingly challenged with the number of applications they're receiving. So some of these programs are getting 400 applications for two or three spots. And it could be a challenge for the faculty to go through those applications and determine who's really interested in our program. And so one thing that they do is they take a look at geography because we know from multiple research studies that geography is one of the most important reasons for applicants to select a program. And so what programs will do is they're going to look for any evidence that an applicant has an interest in being in that particular geographical area. Because from a program's perspective, they only have so many interviews that they can give out, and they don't want to waste those interviews on people who are not truly interested in them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on our next episode, I'd like us to go over a few additional considerations for dermatology applicants. Uh, specifically, I think I'd like to delve deeper into extracurricular activities and uh, the importance of research and a few other a few other considerations related to dermatology research, because as you and I both know, that's incredibly important nowadays for dermatology applicants. So, um, so we'll stop there. And um, thanks very much. <laughs>